How's everybody doing after that? Welcome back, everybody, to Emerald City Hockey Post Game Live, presented by Flatstick Pub. Afra and I here to welcome you all for the first time back to another Emerald City Hockey dance party. Right, Afra? Yes, yes. Oh, good stuff from the Kraken there as they pick up the 2-1 shootout victory over the Islanders. Great to be back in the win column for the Kraken. Fantastic game there. What a goal from Tatar in the shootout to secure the victory for this one. And then, of course, Philip Grubauer making his first start in forever. And he comes in and makes, I believe, 25 saves, makes all the saves in the shootout. Just fantastic game from Philip Grubauer. Love to see it from him. Love to see it for the entire Kraken squad after the last couple games. Been rough, maybe a little disappointing. And super happy for everybody who joined RJ at Flatstick Pub for the watch party. We'll be hearing from them all in a little bit. Um, but for now, I think we should just kick things off and, and celebrate this victory together, right? I mean, this is good stuff. Tacos with lime kicking us off with the ta-ta. Oh, I love it. That was a that was a fantastic play from him, right? Like we comes in, he just finishes, right? Like that's the bottom line, is like he just finished on the opportunity that he had. I thought it was a fantastic play from him. Loved that for him. You could tell how pumped he was. And I think how much it meant to the Kraken, right? They even said it after last night's game, right? They they needed to up the effort level. They played really, really strong throughout this game, right? They were the better team throughout the vast majority of this game. They gave the full 60 plus minute effort tonight. And for Tatar to seal it off like that, that was that was some good stuff there for sure. All the all the grooves and everything uh, in in chat there. I love that one from from just everybody. Uh, Coop Tuna's brought something to this lineup we so so badly needed. I'm a huge fan. Really happy for Gru and happy for Maddie. Yeah, I mean the regular you know in regulation the one goal for the Kraken that you know kickstart the scoring in this game comes from Maddie Beniers, right? Person we were we talked extensively about yesterday and last time, um, and Maddie Beniers able to get the goal tonight. Right, gets back on the score sheet. He gets his goal for February. He's been averaging about one a month, um, and he gets his goal for February. It was a it was a good one too, right? Like he just beats Sorokin clean, right? And and to do it after he gets rocked in the corner, right? Like he takes a big shot, goes into the boards pretty hard, gets up, gets back out of the zone, takes the pass up ice, right? Comes in and then just snipes one past a really good goaltender. I mean, that was just a fantastic play for Matty Beniers to get him back on the board with his seventh goal of the season. Love to see it for him. Love, love, love to see it for him. Got lots and lots of uh, super chats here. I, I think you might like some of these, Afra, uh, as you encroach. Uh, first one from Light. And Gru said no. A Matty goal and an amazing Gru performance. Genuinely, could you ask for more? This is the game the team desperately desperately needed not for the playoffs but to show everyone they care i think you're you're right like right like this was the effort we needed to see from them and i think the effort they wanted to to show that they could they could bring right i think the 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 conversations from um the guys after the game yesterday and coach hackstall uh just about the fact that look that was their second game back you can't use the excuse of rust from the all-star break and the bye week and all of that stuff anymore right like you have to just perform at that point and they didn't yesterday and you can tell that it really bothered like jamie alexiak right and he very much said look this is just something we have to do we have to be better than this we have to have a better performance and i think that's what they did tonight they played a complete effort the defense was way better than it was yesterday we weren't seeing as many you know just open gaps defensively we weren't seeing them just seed the middle of the ice to the islanders the way the devils were able to take advantage of that yesterday and with the exception of the one mistake where you have both Alexiak and Larson below the goal line on the PK and it results in the one goal for the Islanders defense played fantastic the offense was incredible I mean that sequence in the second period where they held the Islanders in their zone for over three minutes straight I mean those defensemen for the Islanders were out there for over three minutes the forward group for the Islanders was out there for over two and a half minutes I mean it was just absolute dominance from the Kraken in this one and then I thought the Matty Beneers line him with Jordan Eberle and Jared McCann Another fantastic effort from them tonight. I mean, they were they were putting in some work in this one. That is for sure. They had some good stuff. Uh, next super chat here from absurdly saying Valentine and victory treat for my favorite girl. That we can do. That we can do. We're gonna give like a nice little handful of these smaller treats. Does that sound good? Does that sound good for you, Afra? 
You want a, want a big pile of, of good stuff here for you? Yes. Yes, all the little bones. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know that you can fit them all in your mouth. There you go. <laughs> she will definitely enjoy those. Thank you for the super chat there, Absurdly Sane. Uh, from Schultz, you have to feel bad for the Islanders losing twice to the Kraken in shootouts. Let's hope this sparks the Kraken. Grew to start versus the Bruins. I think that's an interesting call. I would, right? I think everything that Dave Haxtell has shown from us this season with the way that he's handled the goaltending rotation, I think you have to say he's probably leaning Philip Grubauer after tonight. I mean, Grubauer looked sharp. From the beginning of this game, he looked sharp. He had to go through some long sequences without facing a lot of shots, and it didn't really get to him. Again, the one goal that he did allow, it's a defensive breakdown. I wouldn't put it on him. It's a defensive breakdown from his PKers in front of him, or in this case, behind him. And uh, yeah, I, I would say just based on what we saw tonight, I mean, Philip Grubauer, he looks back. He looks sharp. He looks on it. I think if you can get him going, get him on a roll, get Joey Decord some rest, I think you got to go for it if you're Coach Axtell. So I'm on, I'm on board for that. Uh, Elizabeth with a huge super chat. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Really appreciate this one. Uh, couldn't shake work early and was so sad to miss the gathering, but absolutely thrilled. We needed that. The boys needed it. And can I get a groove? You could get a groove, right? Oh, if only Afro could speak on command. You could you could howl something close to a groove, right? Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, Grubauer was just fantastic. Like, like we said, he looks so sharp in this one. You could not tell that he had not played in as many months as he has not played, right? Like he looked ready to go for this. Um, just, just absolutely dominant. Loved, loved everything. I mean, whether it was the stuff down low, I thought he did a really good job. I, here's the one thing, and I don't think the broadcast really mentioned it, but if you go back, if you were to rewatch this game, rebound control. I mean, there was never a rebound for the Islanders to get in this one, right? Philip Grubauer was fantastic with the rebound control in this one. Um, just really, really sharp stuff from him. You could tell that he wanted the opportunity to put in a game like this and, and prove, hey, man, I still got it. I know Joey's on a roll, but let me get in there. I can do something. I think that was what this game was for Philip Grubauer, and he he absolutely crushed it. He crushed it. Oh. It's so good. So I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy for him. Uh, Chip with the super chat. There was more effort tonight, but we took some dumb penalties at inopportune times. Schwartz. Luckily, Super Gru was there to save the day. Yeah, I, I'd i have to relook at the replay of the of the um, Schwartz overtime penalty there to kind of make it three on three again when the Kraken looked like they were going to be able to finish overtime with the power play. You could tell right away he's talking to the ref and he's saying he dropped the stick. Right. The Islanders player dropped his stick. That's that's why uh, what was going on. He was not very happy with it. What player is happy with the penalty called against them, though? So you could kind of understand that one there. But uh, I'd have to go back and see if, if it looked like Mayfield, maybe, you know, maybe drop the stick there a little bit. But um, I, you know, it's. It's something that, yes, they need to continue to work on. The Burakovsky high sticking the double minor in the first period. It's unfortunate, but the Kraken did a great job of killing off that penalty. Um, and then, you know, later on, the Yanni Gord boarding call, that's just a bang, bang, quick play. I, I don't know how much Yanni's really responsible for that one. And then the, the Jaden Schwartz thing. So, um, yeah, well, discipline, it's still kind of a problem, but the PK has been playing well. I would still say if you're focused on special team stuff, it's the power play that needs to step it up. Another 0 for 2 effort from the power play tonight. Could have could have given themselves a cushion. Could have taken this one in regulation, maybe if the power play was able to, you know, look a little bit better than they have been. Uh, just you know, before I get to the next super chat, uh, got the three stars of the game here. Philip Grubauer is first star of the game. Maddie Beneers, second star of the game, and then Sorokin, third star of the game. Probably a pretty good lineup there. Got Coop with another super chat here. Honest question: Does Maddie shoot to the same spot? Literally every game awesome goal for him just imagine when he starts dialing in other shot locations it's pr pretty often it is that one spot that was a very maddie veneers goal that is for sure that's that's what they look like from him but the bottom line is it was still an elite snipe from him from distance beating a, a world-class goaltender there it was really really good stuff so um I, i'm still happy with that one and then he had the six shootout move too right like he comes in as edzo was saying on the broadcast he says i want him to go forehand backhand and he did that and he just 
wasn't quite able to handle it on the backhand as much as you could tell he probably wanted to. Um, but uh, it was still a really elite move. The way he sold that shot fake. I mean, his leg goes flying up there. That was some fun stuff for Matty Beneers. And the important thing is his line was playing well. He was playing well. Gets a goal. Gets back on the board like that. That's uh, That's what you like to see. All right, going back over to the comment section. Thank you, everybody, for the uh, super chats. Really, really uh, appreciate those a lot, huh? Yeah, average sir does. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, shout out, shootout win on Groovy's first game back. So good from Christian. That's right. I mean, Grubauer looked pretty elite in that shootout. I mean, I, he looked he looked solid. And there's a lot of close opportunities, right? Whether it's like Matt Barzal coming in on him at different points throughout the game and kind of getting around the defense the way he can so easily do. That guy is so special. Um, but Philip Grubauer just looked so good in this one. Like he was he was going to walk out of that building with two points. You could just tell. You could just tell. Greg, this could be a turning point. No joke. An older team playing for Gru. He played that way and the reaction they had to it. I'm encouraged. What say you guys? I'm I'm with you. I think this is the opportunity to really build on something. You've gotten fantastic goaltending from Joey Decord. The guys have done a great job rallying around him. He's done a great job of stabilizing things behind them, right? And then, you know, you get Grubauer coming back in, playing a performance like this. You may be able to get Joey Decord some rest. And more importantly, you get a guy like Matty Beneers back on the score sheet. You have the team kind of change their approach, right? We, we talked about this yesterday. I said, maybe the answer isn't trying to win games 4-3 anymore because getting to 4 is a little hard. Maybe you got to go out there and try to win games 2-1. And that's what the Kraken did in this one, right? They focused on, let's really try to generate some quality shots here. Let's try to control the pace of play. Let's try to keep them out of the zone. Let's get some good goaltending and we'll and we'll win the game that way. And that's what the Kraken did in this one. So really, really excited about that one. Kitty B. Kraken with the Super Chat. Are we going to connect to Flat Stick Watch Party and RJ? RJ just popped back in here. So I think we are ready to do that. How's it going, RJ? Hey Dylan, how's it going? It's going good. I mean, everybody's in the Grubauer performance. Maddie Beneers scoring the goal. Great stuff all the way around. Yeah, I mean, it, what an awesome game. And I mean, what luck, right, for our flat stick watch party. I mean, say hi everyone. We got Dylan on here for post-game live. Yeah, had a fantastic time. I mean, the Kraken shootout win. As Tatar was coming down, everyone here was chanting, Tuna, Tuna. He got the goal. And, of course, the big stop by Philip Grubauer. Just awesome game. Yeah, it really was. And I was just talking about the fact that we talked about this yesterday, right? Maybe the Kraken need to try to win some lower scoring games, focus on the defense, get all that stuff going. And sure enough, that's what they did in this one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is what we were talking about, right? The blueprint for winning these games, you know, winning two to one games, really a one one game. If you just count the goals scored outside the shootout, this is this just seems to be the formula for the Kraken. I think they got to stick with it going forward. Yeah, no, definitely. Comic binge with the super chat. Finally, a much needed win. Oh man, no, it was it was definitely a, a good yeah. win from them for sure. Um, what do you think of Matty Veneers in this one, RJ? Gets the goal, gets back on the score sheet. I thought he played another fantastic game between Everly and McCann. That line, I think, needs to stay together potentially for the rest of the year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Dave Axel, I'm sure identified that after last game. That line was just rolling tonight. Matty Veneers looks so confident. He hasn't looked this confident in a long time. Um, and you could tell just in every facet of his game, you know, the 200-foot game stuff, we saw that from him. I mean, the puck retrievals, which, of course, we were looking for, but also offensively, you know, the, the off the floor, on the board, opening goal of this game. I mean, that's confident Matty Veneers. We just haven't seen that enough this season, but hopefully he can kind of build off of that. Yes, definitely. And then, of course, Philip Grubauer. We've talked a ton about him. He, yeah. he was fantastic. What was the reaction, I want to know, just from everybody, when when Will Borgen made that play to save the goal? I mean, that was one of the best highlights we've seen in a long time. Yeah, everyone was going nuts here when Will Borgen made that play. Uh, to, I mean, because Grubauer was not going to get back for it. That was Will Borgen who just robbed a goal there. And, I mean, everyone was so happy for him. You know, a lot of belligerent Bill you could hear around here, right? Um, I mean, just great play by Will Borgen. Um, yes. Also, soon I'd like to start, you know, bringing up people too because I know we had some questions from over here. All right. Who wants to, who wants to go first? Who's got a question or comment here? I know you had one, Zoe. 
All right, we got Zoe coming up here. All right. Let's hear for Zoe. Say hi to Zoe. I'm sure a lot of you hey, recognize Zoe. Zoe from chat and everything. But all right, you had a question. Yeah, what's your favorite goal? All right, what's my favorite goal? What is our favorite goal? Now, I know this might seem like an easy one, but you know what? I'm going to include the uh, the Tomash Tatar shootout goal. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to go with that one, too, because he's just so fun to watch on breakaways. And you know what? Grubauer needed some goal support in the shootout, right? Like, he kept mm -hmm. stopping these pucks, but I was worried that they just weren't going to score any for him in the shootout. And Tatar with the big one to seal the deal. Dylan, was that your favorite or was it the Beneers goal? I mean, no wrong answers here. No, no wrong answers. Obviously, that one gets the crack at a win for the first time in four games. It's a big deal goal. But how can it not be the Matty Beneers goal, right? You get Matty Beneers back on the board. You yeah. get him after after he gets slammed into the boards, right? He gets rocked in that corner. He goes into the boards hard, gets up, comes back out there, is a hockey player, collects that pass, comes in, snipes on Sorokin, who is no joke in net. I mean, that goal was just special tonight. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with either goal. And thank you, Zoe, for the question. You got Bill and I to disagree on something. So that's a win in itself. Thank you, Zoe. All right. Lots in chat saying hi to Zoe, by the way. Oh, yeah. Lots in chat saying hi, Zoe. All right. Anybody else? Are we good? All right. Let's go. Let's go to the chat here. Okay. Okay. Also, Lindsay, Lindsay, come up here. Lindsay won our trivia contest, by the way. So, trivia champion, Lindsay, have a round of applause for her. Nice job, Lindsay. Congrats, congrats. Yeah, I mean, everybody's everybody's been having just a fantastic time, just celebrating the win, really, in, in chat. That's that's what so much of this has been about. Uh, Nicole pointing out L.A. and St. Louis also lost. RJ's magic from last night is working. Uh, so yes, I'll make sure to there was a lot around. of scoreboard watching here. I mean, I kept getting updates from everyone back here about the L.A. game, about the St. Louis game. We were kind of keeping track of those on the fly. And, hey, those are two good teams, though, Dylan. They're going to turn it around soon. Yep, yep, that, that's that's definitely what you are supposed to say. Um, Paul, that was a tight-checking playoff-like game. Solid goaltending, strong effort from the boys from Puget Sound. It was. I mean, this was, again, like we said earlier, this was the game where they had to dial it in, shut things down, play more solid defensively, right? Don't leave your goaltender hanging out to dry, which they didn't in this one. And then, look, you can manufacture a goal or two, and if you play solid defensively through the neutral zone, if you attack as much as they do, you're able then to get a win. I mean, that sequence, RJ, where they had the Islanders pinned in their own zone for over three minutes straight, that's some of the best yeah. hockey the Kraken have played all season long. Yeah, and you know what? I'm glad that I was here for that shift, too, because just hearing the energy build from everybody. I mean, you had Edzo maybe a minute in saying, you know, something good's going to happen. And we could all kind of feel that building as it goes, you know, minute and a half, two minutes, three minutes of a shift. Um, I mean, that was that was one of the coolest moments of, of this game. Um, and just to you know be with other people for too, because it's different just watching that on your couch and like, all right, something's going to happen here versus just everybody's voice is kind of building and building and building. Oh yeah. No, there's sports is meant to be watched in a group. Like no question about it, whether you're in person with thousands of other fans or you had a fun watch party at a great place like flat stick. That is the way sports is meant to be watched. Uh, Habak Sorokin isn't a normal human. So I'm not mad about us only scoring one goal. Uh, yeah. And you know what? We made him look uncomfortable beyond just the one goal from Maddie. I mean, there was a couple moments where he had to kind of really make some desperation saves. So there's some good stuff from the Kraken offense there. And then from Sean, love that fourth line. I really like the fourth line for the Kraken, too, with this look, with Cartier playing out there with Tatar and Tanev. It's a great, great energy line, RJ, with a decent amount of offensive upside. Right. I mean, I was a little uh, curious, right, thinking how that's going to go when we saw the lineup right before the game. And, uh, you know, of course, Tatar, you know, being off the, the Maddie line with McCann coming up, he needs somewhere to go. And you know what? He, he brought it in a bottom six capacity in a way that I wasn't sure that he'd be able to do. And you described it perfectly. It was an energy line, right? Between Tatar, Tanev, and Karche, they had a lot of shifts where they were just, you know, banging bodies down low along the boards and, and really kept the Islanders on their heels. 
Yes, definitely. Um, Autocat, love the groovy comeback. The Maddie goal after the hit was wild. Got a win in time for the birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday. Early birthday there, Autocat. That's great stuff. Uh, sharing the birthday with John Forslund. So that's, that's fun. Uh, I feel we need to keep Tatar sauce from Sergio. Uh, might be able to this offseason. We yeah. talked about that a little bit. Uh, Coop with the huge shutout for Borgen. He 1,000% saved the goal tonight. Can't be overlooked or undervalued. Valued. Uh, CJ asking any update on Dumo's status, just that he wasn't available for tonight. That's all we really yep, heard. That's all. Probably won't so, know more until maybe even then when they come home. Yep. Uh, Chip, I will admit that Maddie's defensive plays have indeed outshone his offensive plays, but that goal early in the game was super unexpected after the hit he took. I mean, I was worried just because when we see Maddie go down now, right? Like, because we've had it back to back years. I was worried. I was waiting to hear that he got up, that he was making his way to the bench, all that stuff. And then just the next thing you know, the camera pans back over with the pass, and there he is to come in and score. I feel like that was a big deal, not just for us, but I'm sure it was for Maddie too, right? To take that hit, go down that way, realize you're okay, get up, and then be rewarded for getting up, staying with the play and all of that. That's got to be huge for him. Right, huge for his confidence. I mean, there was kind of a collective you know, gasp here when he took that hit. And then the sigh of relief as he kind of gets up and seems okay. And then just the cheer, of course, when he puts that puck in the net. Um, just kind of the roller coaster of emotions with, with Matty Beneers there. And I seem to remember one kind of last season, I think it was against Ottawa, where he took a really big hit, got up, went all the way down the ice, and ended up scoring a goal. And it just it reminded me of last season, Matty Beneers. Yeah, no, it did. It did. That was that was a lot of last season's Maddie Beniers right there. Olivia, seeing Gru in this game kind of makes me glad they gave him plenty of time to recover after that injury. He played so well tonight. We've already been talking about it, RJ. Do you think we see him on Thursday in Boston? I mean, I think we might. I know right people now. over here brought that up, that question. If he plays really well, might we see him in Boston? I, I think we should, right? Like, that's the way that Hackstall's been running this. Assuming he says he's feeling fine, right? Like, that he that yeah. after this game and the fact that he had to go extras and the shootout, as long as he's saying his body's fine, I think you got to go back to him, get Joey some rest, right? Because then you got a couple days off after that game and uh, see if you can get Grubauer to heat up some, right? And just ride yeah. the hot hand. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's the way to go. Now, Dylan, I, I'm I'm gonna head out here because I I yep. there's I want us to be able to kind of say bye to everyone, hang out, you know, with everybody uh, before everyone has to go. But glad I could hop on here, show what a great time everyone's having, and everyone's one last picture for Plastic Club. <laughs> Huh? Next party here. Yeah, well, I know we'll, we'll work on it. We're working on yes. setting a day for the next one. Thank you, Lindsay. All right, enjoy the rest of post game, and uh, I'll see you later, Dylan. You guys as well. See ya. Bye. All right, it's good to good to see everybody there having a good time uh, at the Flat Stick Pub. Glad glad that the first watch party there is working out well. Good to see everybody. All right, so Coop, our power play strategy boggles my mind. Why do we uh, leave guys stand? Why do we have guys stand still? It seems like the only look we have is passing between McCann, Dunn, and Bjorky until McCann can shoot. It's just so so stagnant. It makes me sad. I mean, we. We'll, <sighs> The amount of time I feel like over the last three seasons that we've talked about the Kraken power play and what they could do to improve it and how they can they can work on things. I mean, it just it's endless, basically. Um, I'm with you. There's just not enough player movement. You look at the top power plays from around the league, and there's a lot of player movement, right? Whether it's interior and you have your net front guy maybe sliding over to the side of the net at times, or maybe he's rotating in and out with the person who's playing in the bumper slot, and you can try to pull some defenders in and out of passing lanes that way as they're trying to pass off coverage of that. It doesn't matter kind of really what the player movement is. All of the top power plays have player movement just because – it's what creates better passing lanes beyond just, say, a defenseman sending it to somebody on the sides kind of endlessly, which is what the Kraken do. You're not going to get a great shot from there. It's really easy for the goaltender to kind of get in the rhythm of just following you there. You're not putting any pressure on the defense. You're not wearing out the, the penalty killers, right? Especially if the shift starts going on closer to you know 40 seconds, 50 seconds, a whole minute. 
they're not having to move around much, right? You're not getting them tired. You're not going to have like a big defensive breakdown that you can really take advantage of to try to get a high quality chance at a goal. And so the, the, the Kraken power play, absolutely. They need more player movement. I don't care where it is, what you try to do, whether it's shifting the bumper and one of the players on the half boards and kind of having those guys trading off. Or like I said, guys down low doing it. You just need more player movement. That's the bottom line because player movement results in defensive miscues, which leaves better passing lanes open, guys in better shooting positions open, and that's how you score goals on the power play. It's as simple as that, right? Um, and I think that that would be easier to address for them than their issues with controlled zone entries, which is kind of the other aspect of their power play that really is frustrating. Uh, I, think, I think that one is just them just needing to, to be better about it, right? And, and just be stronger on it or, or find a way of, you know, dumping and chasing in a more solid way, something there. But the player movement should be something that they could really work on. And, and as a coach, I would imagine that would be a really fun thing to work on too, right? Like you can really get in there and start designing some fun stuff with your players. You can communicate with them. What, who wants to do this? Who, who Who's feeling that, right? And I don't know. That, that to me, I think would be a lot of fun. Uh, cheap seat sports in here. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Fun fact for you, Dylan, the Kraken are two and eight in the shootout in the last two seasons. Both those wins, obviously this season against the Islanders. Yes, we, we don't win shootouts often, but when we do, it's against the New York Islanders. That is, that is absolutely the way the Kraken roll when it comes to the shootout. And I tell I felt pretty positive. This It's the only team I feel good going to a shootout against is the New York Islanders. And for good reason. So thank you there, uh, cheap seats for the for the fun um, stats. Got a super chat coming in here from Light. Fun fact: This was the only game we've played on the island that wasn't a shutout. Year one, four nothing us. Last season, three nothing Islanders. Wow, that is interesting, Light. Thank you for that fact. So the first time on the island where both teams are able to score a goal. It's really interesting. And then it's a 1-1 game that goes to a shootout, of course. Uh, so scoring is just, I guess, difficult to come by uh, when you're in uh, Long Island there. It's just it's just something something that's tough, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chip, got to give it to Maddie. That was some good initiative getting up after the hit. Absolutely. I mean, that's a hockey player play right there. Like that is a hockey player being a hockey player. You love to see that. Uh, uh, Demirs, what do you think about the move Maddie made in the shootout? I didn't really see it, but they said he beat the goalie. Yeah, he got Sorokin down. He made a fantastic fake uh, on the forehand shot. Like he, he he whips his leg up. It looks like he's selling into that into that forehand shot, and he's just going to try to beat Sorokin clean. Goes to the backhand. He put a ton on that backhand shot. That thing rocketed off of his stick. But I think the power kind of came at the expense of control as it rocketed kind of wide and high. Um, and, and I mean, it made a loud impact against the, against the glass, but it was a, it was a good one. Um, Chris, the three minute ozone created one of the most intense arena energies I've ever felt too bad. We didn't put one in would have broken the Islanders. I agree, Chris, right? If you were able to score in a situation where you have defensemen out there for three minutes, forward group out there for two and a half minutes, they were, they, I mean, that is the most exhausted I think I've ever seen hockey players at the NHL level. And it, and you could tell the crowd was really getting involved in that, right? They were booing. They were really I couldn't quite tell if they were trying to cheer on the Islanders to get a clear and get off, or if they were kind of just booing the fact that this was happening. Right. And it's New York and you can, all right, you know, but it was, that would have been one where if you're able to score in that situation, that is a soul crushing moment as the other team where you just were powerless to stop it completely. And they just beat you down over an extended period of time. And and then they they get one in like they, there's really kind of no coming back from that. Uh, so yes, I'm I'm with you. If they had been able to to score there, that would have been fantastic. Um, uh, let's see, Rock Todd. Any significance to Ron Francis being there? Much better effort tonight. A sense of urgency. Um, he's there. I think all of the time. Every road trip that the Kraken have had. Um, that I've been a part of. Ron Francis has been there. I'm, I'm pretty sure he travels with the team uh, just all the time. So I, I know the broadcast mentioned him, but I, I think he's there all the time. But yeah, you never know if, you know, 
maybe he happens to say something to, to the group or, or makes him, his presence more known at a morning skate than normal, right? Like there's, there, there are things he could do and we wouldn't necessarily hear about, but uh, it's, it's definitely a possibility given that he is always around. Uh, Rusty Railroad, when the overtime loss merchant meets overtime loss merchants, lol, God, we got the win. That's right. We got the win. That's what matters. That was what's important. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, let's see, Coop, I will pay someone to cut together a highlight reel of failed Tanev breakaways this year. I feel like that would be so funny to watch. God bless the guy, but it's like watching the same replay. Yes, you do know what's going to happen before it happens. Uh, that being said, look, even if he's not scoring, it's putting pressure on the defense. It kind of freaks them out. It's something that's going to stick in defenseman's mind the rest of the game as they're in the offensive zone and in certain situations. It's getting the, the goaltender's blood pressure up a little bit. And he puts himself in a position where he could realistically draw a lot of penalties by doing what he does, right? And that's something that you still take, right? You know, I know it's the Kraken and the power play is what it is, but uh, he's still he's still doing some good work even though just getting the shot off sometimes can be a problem, uh, a challenge for him uh, in, in that. Uh, Habak, Berkey had uh, an off game, in my opinion. Could he still be battling something? I don't think he's battling something. I think it's just still, you know, he's been on the fourth line for a while here. He gets moved up to the second line. It's just probably some chemistry stuff because I felt like individually he had a really solid game. There were times where he made some incredible passes, including net front. I mean, he's the only guy on this team who is willing to, to play down low and then make a pass to a net front player. Like just nobody else on this team really does it in certain, or at least they don't do it nearly as consistently as Andre Burakovsky does. And I still feel like that's the best thing that Berkey brings is just a, a more aggressive passing mentality on the power play when he's on the half boards, right? He will force things down low to guys. He'll pass it to the bumper. He'll try to send a pass east, west, all the way across the zone. And oftentimes if he's sending it, it's because he knows it can get there and he will get it there. Uh, sometimes it just catches the Kraken even off guard that he that he was doing it. So I still think that he brings a lot to the table. My guess is it'll just take a game or two for him to get back some of the chemistry with Wenberg and Schwartz now that he's back up on the second line and playing that level of minutes again. I think that's most likely what we saw tonight from him. Uh, Rebecca Tatar mentioned in his post game that they had a closed door meeting after the last few losses to get back on track. Maybe the next meeting could be about the power play lull. It certainly wouldn't hurt. That is for sure. It would, it would certainly not hurt. Uh, that is, that is interesting to hear. I think it was probably needed given what we had seen. Um, I, I I'm unsurprised to hear it too. Like I said, uh, at the kind of at the beginning of the post game, they really, they took yesterday's loss hard. You could tell that, right? Jamie Alexiak, he looked like he really took that personally. And I'm sure that that sentiment was shared by everybody in the room. So yeah, that's, that's unsurprising, but uh, good, to, good to hear it. It obviously worked. So hopefully they can continue that. And yeah, if they, they want to do that, the, the, the power play unit wants to maybe all go out to a dinner or something and try to figure some things out. Wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem with it. Uh, Habaka Nicole, thank you for letting us know the Predators lost. That is fantastic. So really great day for the Kraken then, right? They pick up the W. Everybody else in that wild card race that they're kind of dealing with gets the L. That's some good stuff. And yes, Nicole, RJ's insane right now. Crazy. Just absolutely crazy. Uh, <laughs> whatever he's saying right now is is kind of, you know, the opposite is coming true. <laughs> uh, Lindsay with the RJ Nostradamus Eskidos. Exactly. Some good stuff there. Um, Big Ron, the one power play thing they did early season uh, was the shove it across the crease seemed to work okay. Agreed, right? Uh, Jaden Schwartz was the power play guy for this team early on in the season. He was making a lot of things happen before his injury. And a lot of that was from that play that you're, you're mentioning there, Ron, where they were they would shovel it in, kind of down low to him, and then he was getting it either back door or he was able to kind of make a quick move while the goaltender's kind of down and in a rough situation. A lot of it was him also just you know finding ways of getting open down low and making himself available for those passes. And I feel like that's something that again, it's it's a form of player movement. It's it's on the micro scale because he's only moving a, a you know a couple feet at a time. But it is player movement, and and it's him following the play. He's following where the puck is, and then he's adjusting accordingly so that his players have a pathway to get him the puck. And I feel like that is something that they could you know make a make more of a focus 
on the power play again. And I think that that would benefit them a lot. Uh, Sergio, I'm really surprised how the boys are able to maintain the energy level in back-to-back games. Yeah, I thought they did a fantastic job considering they came out with a lot more energy than they had showed in the previous two games for this one, right? I mean, this was way closer to a 60-minute effort. Uh, if not, it you know, I, I would argue it was a 60-minute effort plus because they had overtime in the shootout uh, in the way that we just had not seen from them the last couple games. And I'm I'm really excited about that. I think that that speaks you know, well for the future for this team. They've only got one game left on the road trip. Then you close out the month, uh, the next two weeks of the month with with all um, home games. I think that's going to be, uh, you know, good for them. It sounds like if they, if you know, this closed door meeting probably helped a lot with that. So it is good stuff. But yes, I, I, I'm always amazed when hockey teams can go out there and, and play back-to-back nights, just knowing how brutal it is, how beat up they are, just on a game-to-game basis, right? You go back to the locker room after any game, and it's you can just tell, right? Like, everybody's walking stiff. They're walking a little hunched. They've got this or that or whatever, right? There's ice taped everywhere. You can just see it all on them, um, all the bumps and bruises. And for them to be able to do that on a back-to-back, you know, basis it's just it's wild to me that uh what they're able to get their bodies to do all hockey players uh it's 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 really good stuff um uh coop i definitely love it and tanev in general it just cracks me up how most of the time i'm not even sure the puck gets to the net on his breakaways i respect the effort though for sure oh yeah no i mean the, the hustle from turbo is fantastic and uh yeah it's it's he makes it fun, right? Like it's entertaining hockey at the very least. And there's nothing wrong with that. Always take some entertaining hockey for sure. Um, and Rebecca insert my obligatory defense that turbo draws a lot of penalties on those breakaways. I'm always just rooting for that. Yep. I brought that up earlier. Uh, you're good, Rebecca. I will definitely get that in there. I will insert that in there because it's true. That is the other big aspect of it, right? You're, you're putting the defense in a really tough situation that where a lot of times they are going to take the penalty because it's safer than allowing a clean breakaway. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the way it goes and it's good stuff from him. Uh, Elizabeth got to get turbo some time with tuna to work on those breakaways. That would be good, right? Like you should just have, you should just have at practice, right? Turbo, we know what he's doing. He knows his job. He does his job fantastically. The penalty killing, all that stuff, all that stuff's fantastic. Every crack in practice, he should just work with, you know, a goaltender off on the side, just doing shootout drills. That's what he should do. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm Dave Haxtall, maybe I try doing something like that. Just, you know what? It's, it's specialty time. Go over to rink two and just, you know, find some, find some, um, some, some beer league goaltenders, right. And, and let turbo work on some breakaway stuff with them. I think that would be a lot of fun <laughs> for for everybody. That would, that would be fun. I don't know. Maybe Tanev wouldn't like that. Um, the power play players need to build chemistry at flat stick pub from striatic. That's an excellent idea. That's it. They should, when they have their power play players only meeting, when they go out to dinner or whatever, they got to make sure they go and do it at flat stick pub. They can do it. They have some great food, go play the duffel board, play some mini golf, really, you know, work on the power play, that kind of stuff. Do do some team bonding, some power play unit bonding. I'd love to see a battle between power play unit one, power play unit two uh, over duffel board or mini golf, right? Like they can kind of go with teams like that. I think that would be so, so much fun. Uh, that would be fantastic. Um, uh, from uh, uh, Demir's OMG, I just saw the Kings score. It was, yeah, they, they, they gave up a touchdown and they weren't able to do anything back touchdown with the extra point. Uh, Sean, let's face it. This was as must win as it gets. They did it. Great efforts. It was, this was a must win game for the Kraken. I mean, you you couldn't really afford to, to drop four in a row, given the way everybody else was playing, you know, yes, you would have had the benefit of, of, you know, St. Louis, Nashville and LA dropping games tonight. But the fact that you were able to pick up a win, make up some ground on them is extremely important. I mean, that is, that is absolutely what the Kraken needed to see. It's what we all really kind of needed to see too, given where we were all at. And it sounds like the Kraken were kind of at that point too, if they're having closed door meetings. Right. So uh, definitely good stuff from them. Uh, Let's see, Jake, he had that beauty in season one as well that he did turbo uh with those breakaways uh coop uh what is schultz doing to keep the power play two quarterback role from Riker? is it just to try to boost his stock uh value for trade return or is Riker not ready am i missing something my guess is it's just dave haxtall going with the veteran player right and maybe he doesn't want to overwork Riker, right that could be the other aspect of this is just you know right now 
we don't know, obviously, on the outside, but they probably have a better idea internally of what the length of time for the Dumoulin injury is. And maybe he just, you know, didn't want to um, to overwork Riker Evans in this one. If Riker is going to potentially be asked to do a little bit more. The other thing, it could just be that he wanted to give uh, Schultz the work in this one because Schultz had been out. And and it was just a way of helping ease Justin Schultz back into the lineup, get him some power play time, right? Those are some good reps to have if you're an offensive defenseman, especially if you're coming back in. Um, and, and it's possible that there was that. What side were they playing, right? Am I crazy for thinking that Schultz came in on the left side and Riker stayed over on the right, or am I wrong on that? Uh, if somebody... Uh, happens to know offhand because that could be the other thing too it might just be a reward if they're having uh schultz play on his offside uh just you know well then you get the power play time <laughs> that's that's the way that that could work um pablo how many points are the kraken from a playoff spot demir's uh answering a little bit further down but four points yes the kraken are now four points behind both la and st louis for both of the two wild card spots um LA does have three games in hand on the Kraken though. And St. Louis has one game in hand. So there's, there's that uh, situation uh, there. Daniel, please set the tan of breakaway non-highlight video to fast car for Tracy Chapman. He's really fast and has dreams to someday be someone that hits a high percentage of his breakaways. <laughs> good stuff, Daniel. That is good. That is really, really good. Oh, I love it. Uh, Elizabeth, I know he's skating with the team, but do you think besides face-offs, Belmar is a more effective center than Yams slash Carts? The face-offs would obviously be the reason to bring him in. I think, hmm, I, I think get, depending on the team that you're playing, right? I think they, they needed more of a high effort, high intensity game today, right? Coming off of the, the two games that they had played previously. I think Ty Cartier is kind of just, tailor-made built for that um i like i said earlier i like this fourth line together i think they bring a lot to the lineup just from an energy standpoint having turbo having a guy like ty cartier who's got a motor on him you know he's willing to go into the offensive zone and lay out a big hit here or there and i think that that works better with tatar right if you're gonna have tatar be like the skilled guy on that line who can provide some offense he likes to play with tempo and i feel like those guys are probably better at doing that than Belmar is. But I think there's going to be times where you're going to be going up against some teams where you're going to want the face-off specialist in the lineup. You're going to want maybe a more veteran presence down the middle who's a little bit more solid defensively. And, you know, you didn't really need that against an Islanders team that doesn't have much of an attack behind, you know, Horvat and, and Matt Barzal. Against some other deeper teams, I think you might want that. And I think those would then be the times that we could see Belmar kind of rotate in uh, just, to, just to help kind of provide that more solid depth defense if the Kraken feel like they need it. And especially if they determine that, yes, they need to be a team to win games 2-1 rather than 4-3, you'll see Belmar in there a little bit more often, I think. Uh, let's see. Um uh, Leo, I put him on power play with dad strength every time. Uh, so there you go. That's a, that's a reason. Yes, I mean, that could be it too, right? He's got the new dad strength out there. You stick uh, Schultz on the power play unit. Uh, Nicole Riker was out there for some of the PK, though. I don't know if that makes a difference. That could totally make a difference. Like I said, if you're worried about overworking Riker, you want him just to focus on one of the two Um uh, aspects of special teams, then yeah, you have Justin Schultz who can play on the power play. Riker, he's, are, he's probably better on the PK than Justin Schultz, just given the way the two of them have played defensively this year. And so then this way, Riker Evans only has to focus on the PK and you don't have to worry about him splitting his focus uh, on both special teams units, uh, you know, during his rookie season. I think that that's probably, you know, what it is. Uh, it's a good pickup there, Nicole. Good. Uh, I, I would say that that's what it was. Um, let's see. Coop, I felt like Karts gives us a spark tonight. Honestly, I do too. I, I just think he's he's good to have in the lineup just because of the energy he brings. I think there are times where his energy is there, but maybe he's not channeling it in the most productive ways. I think that was more of a problem, though, that when he was playing in a top six role, right? Like there are games where he brings a scoring touch and he brings some speed and he looks fantastic with Matty Beneers. And then there was other games where he just wasn't really fitting in with the cycle and he was just kind of out of sync with everybody else. And he was just getting too many minutes to have a guy out there that out of sync. But I think since you work him in more so in a fourth line role, as a center that kind of naturally kind of, you know, puts some barriers on him 
right? He can't totally go out there and just try to hit everything that's moving the way that he was a, a little bit earlier in the season. He has to worry about his positioning. He or Not worry about it, but he has to focus on his positioning a little bit more and pick and choose his opportunities a little bit more carefully. And I think that that's done a great job of channeling him. So yes, I think when you need a high effort level lineup, I think Ty Cartier at center is the way to go there. Uh, I agree with you there, Coop. Chip, interesting. Gru's the second German goalie to win 150 games in NHL history. That's good stuff. I know that's a great milestone for Grubauer to hit 150 games. It's not easy to do uh, in this league, especially these days as you go more and more um, to goaltending by committee, right? So to, to kind of borrow the whole running back situation from the NFL. Um, I, I think, you know, some of those, some of those milestone numbers are going to, you know, take a little bit longer. They're going to be that much more impressive as goaltenders aren't playing, 70 games the way they used to uh, a season. Uh, the fact that the Kings are imploding and the Preds really aren't better than the Kraken gives me a little bit of hope from Demirs. I, I think there's tons of hope, right? Like, again, it's within striking distance. It's just the Kraken need to play well, right? They need to play with energy. They need to play like we know they can, like they do on nights like tonight. And that's that's what it's going to come down to. I think they have all of the opportunity in the world. Yes, they didn't give them, the, you know, they've burned all of the, you know, uh, extra stuff that they, they the, what am I looking for? The word, you know, you know what I'm talking about. They, they've burned all the, um, all the games that they could afford to lose. Ah, why am I spacing on this? The point is they've, they've given themselves no wiggle room, right? They have to just show up over the rest of the season and they can get in. But I do believe that if they show up the rest of the season, they will get in because they are that good. They're that deep. They have the, they have now apparently two goaltenders who can help get them there. So yeah, I I'm, I'm with you. I think, I think I have probably a more than a little bit of hope. Um, it's just going to come down to them and how they how they go. Uh, Nicole, after sitting a game, I feel like Karts is always noticeable. It's probably true, right? I mean, if you're an NHL player, you get sat. You want to make an impression the next game out. I, I think that's that's good. Uh, Sean, no more cushion. Thank you. That's that's definitely a good way of saying it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Jake, thought on Evan's defensive play in general. He's looked really solid to me for a rookie offensive defenseman. Yes, I think the the couple times that Riker Evans tends to get into problems defensively, because I'm with you, he looks really solid. He does a fantastic job. I love how close in around the crease he plays, but he also plays a little bit off to the side, so he's able to also take away some passing lanes if the opposing team has the puck behind the nets. He's really good at dealing with those opportunities. I also love how much he has a head on his swivel, arguably more than anybody else, maybe, maybe not Vince done but him and Vince Dunn are by far and away the two best Kraken defensemen right now on the team at just tracking where everybody is on the ice and that's huge when defending right you need to know and have that information so you know where you should be to best disrupt the other team and Riker Evans absolutely has that so I love that from Riker Evans the, the couple opportunities that he really kind of has seemingly struggled with fairly consistently uh, in his NHL career so far has been if he's going up against somebody with a lot of speed, I think there's still some times where he doesn't necessarily uh, know how fast some guys are around the league. And you'll see him, you know, maybe take a second to to um, try to defend the offensive blue line. Right. If there's a turnover in the offensive zone for the Kraken and the other team starts pushing back against him, there are times where sometimes he'll take a step up and he'll try to defend the blue line before kind of catching on that. Uh, maybe this won't work. And then he gives, he gives up the rush and then he's got to play defense from behind. Talked about this. I think it was last night, right? He, he's a really good defender from behind. He doesn't take penalties when defending from behind, but it's still, you're, you've already lost the situation at that point. So I feel like that's something Riker needs to get used to. Is just that like, this is the NHL. You got to count on everybody being fast and that at any time they can really just turn on the jets and really come at you. And so, yes, it's great to be aggressive and try to keep the puck in the offensive zone, but you got to really pick and choose those battles carefully. But that's something that was just going to come with time and him getting more reps at the NHL level. I think that's so far been his biggest issue defensively. And then the other thing is that as much as he does have his head on a swivel in the defensive zone, I do feel like there are some situations he doesn't always expect passes to come in from the corner and those can kind of catch him off guard. Or I think there are times where he is playing off to the side of the net. Somebody has it in the corner and he'll let them pass it around the backboards. I think it's okay. If the puck's in the corner, you can you can cheat a little, come back down to the goal line and get your stick 
on the south side of the goal line there to just make it, uh, you know, make them second guess the ability to either pass to somebody behind the net or send it to a teammate by kind of running it around the boards. Those would be the two things that I would say Riker still needs to work on defensively because those are the two things that I noticed from him where he allows you know, the other team to kind of get, you know, good chances or to, to keep plays alive in the offensive zone. Um, let's see. Uh, Elizabeth, I love Cart's energy and I love how Yams plays the puck. I feel like Yams would be so good on the line with Berkey if they could build chemistry. I agree with that, Elizabeth. I would love to see the two of them work together on the power play as well, especially because Yamamoto is so good at working inside. And Berkey, like I said earlier, is the one guy willing to pass inside on the power play. I feel like that could do a lot of good for the Kraken power plays if you could get Yams and uh, Berkey out there together. I just don't know, given Cartier and Belmar they're just better down the middle. I feel like for the Kraken on that fourth line. So I don't know realistically when yams is supposed to work into the lineup. I think that's going to be the one thing moving forward to keep an eye on because for me right now, he's probably the odd man out. Unfortunately, unfortunately, um, Bach Boston has been kind of blah lately. I think we'll match up pretty well when three one, I think we will match up. Well, I think if you take the mentality that they had in this game, you can carry it over. You could carry over the blueprint from this game to that game against Boston. And I think you'd have, you know, some good success. The one thing's just going to be, can you get two past one of the, you know, whichever goaltender starts for Boston, right? I mean, Boston is able to win a lot of games because of their goaltending. It's going to be tough for the Kraken, but if you're able to get two, even a third past their goaltenders, you're going to be you're going to be doing all right. But it's going to be a battle. And it's is again, you're going to need the power play, probably. Right. Like if, if you're going to win that game, you want me to say that they're going to win in Boston. It's because the, the power play would show up. And I don't know that I can just say that. Right. Like with the with the Kraken power play, I don't know that I could just say, oh, yeah, the power play will show up. Um, so that's that would be the one thing there. Uh, Elizabeth, uh, Red Wings tied with the Oilers in the third. Oh, that's some good news. So maybe we get uh, an Edmonton loss today too. That would be that would be really that would just be icing on the cake for this whole evening, wouldn't it? And then Sean Carts could have really helped in the Flyers and Devils games. Oh well, agreed. I think he would have been the better option for those uh, those games, especially the Flyers game. I'm still really surprised against the Flyers against a John Tortorella team that they decided to go with. Yamamoto there. I think I talked about it when we did the live game commentary. That one, that one's still a, a little bit of a head scratching decision for me. Um, that that lineup choice against the Devils, I can kind of see it. Devils more offensive and speed based team. Maybe you want Yamamoto out there, but yeah, that one that would be the one. Uh, and Nicole Oilers actually leading five three now. Wow, how <laughs> how fast things can change, right? Uh, when you have McDavid and Drysidle and Zach Hyman and Ryan Nugent Hopkins and all of that stuff, how fast things can change. Oh, there. Um, all right. So uh, let's let's go ahead and, and do a last call here. I'm at the bottom of chat here. If I if I did skip a chat earlier uh, that you want um, that you want uh, read now, right? When RJ was in here with everybody from Flatstick, go ahead and put it in here. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and, and take a quick look ahead to Boston. I know I, I you know I did the the quick preview of you got to find a way to beat their goaltenders, but let's see how they've been doing here. Um, the last little bit. Yeah, they lost they lost two of their last three coming out of the break. I mean, that's that's certainly something. You know, pasta is is doing pasta things this year. David Pasternak, 33 goals in 52 games. It's always a struggle to, to shut him down. I think the one thing you can say about this is at least at least there's only one guy on that team you gotta really worry about right now. I think Marshawn, he's still a good player, but uh, not quite who he was. Um and and you could probably find a way. If Charlie Coyle's the one C to, to do something uh, there. Just just saying. Uh, Edward Tuna sinks the Gorton's fisherman. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Did you all see on the broadcast they showed the mascot for the Islanders? And it's, I mean, it's a mascot. It's a mascot, I guess, is what I would say. I don't really know what how else to describe it. <laughs> It just looks like a gruff bearded guy who's upset. That's really what it looks like with a weirdly human face too. It's not even like that traditional felt mascot face. It looked almost like a, like a plastic or a vinyl then with like a flocked on beard. That was, that was something that was something I, I'm not sure that I dig it. <laughs> I'm not sure about that one. What record are you looking for at the deadline if you want the Kraken to not sell? I think I'm just looking at the record between now and the deadline um, is really what I would be looking at because I, I think with this team especially, the trend is what's important for them. Um, 
and and I guess you could just you know take that and kind of sub it over into uh into what the actual record would be. But I I think I think they're going to stand pat if if they go 500 or better. They're not going to make a move. I feel like the Kraken because I don't think they're going to put themselves in a position where buying is obvious, especially because I don't know exactly where you would you would really buy an asset and then plug them into this lineup. You have too many guys, right? And and again, unless you're getting like a Jake Gensel uh, who could, who is just obviously better than than what you already have, I, I just think buying is unlikely. But as for selling, I think. It would be if they lost less than half of their game, if they lost more than half of their games between now and the deadline. Uh, let me just double check how, exactly how many games that is. But, you know, if, if you only win like two games between now and the deadline, I I sincerely doubt that the Kings, Blues and Predators are going to drop that many as well. And I think you're probably looking at being out of it at that point. And then in which case, I think the sell is on. Absolutely. But I think if you're able to split things. So you got what uh, the Boston game? One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, do you have one then in March right before the deadline? Um, six, seven. So you say seven games. If you, I think if you win only three of those, three of the seven, well, it's just barely under 500. If you only win two of the, if they only win two of the next seven, I think they're selling uh, anything more than that. And I, I don't think we see them make a move. That's, that's my, my sense of things. Um, let's see. Uh, so hopefully that answered the question for you, Stratic. Uh, Lindsay, thanks again to Flatstick Pub. Kraken are undefeated on watch party nights there. That is true. We're going to have to start doing some more uh, if that's going to stay the case. That is good stuff. Um, let's see, Jake, we usually do okay against Boston. That's for, that's for sure. Uh, Habak, which Boston goalie do we want to see? Um, I mean, as much as I want to say Swayman, just because I like seeing Swayman and he's fun to watch and all of that stuff, I he's, I, my, I would imagine uh, as an all-star goalie representative, probably want to see Olmark. Uh, yeah, Olmark's slightly worse, but geez, you're looking at, at a 9.15 save percentage for Olmark and then a 9.22 from Swayman with decent sample sizes. I mean, they've almost got an even split on games played this year. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, they're good no matter how you slice it. So I, I think whichever goalie's more tired or maybe not feeling it that day, that's that's what we want to see. That's the one we want to see. Um, Marshan hit a thousand games tonight. Oh well, good for him. I've you know I've never been as down on him as some other people. I know the antics, um, but that's that is a that is a good milestone. That's a big deal for for a lot of guys. Uh, Chris, shout out to Kraken fans at UPS UBS. Excuse me. I was impressed at their volume. Also, thanks Islanders for actually offering affordable tickets. Lol. Thanks, Dylan. You're very welcome. Welcome, Chris. Uh, thanks for the report from from uh, the island there. Hope you had a fantastic time. And yes, always glad uh, to hear about Kraken fans making things loud in opposing barns. Oh, I love it. Good stuff. Um, Christian, minus the iffy power play, the Kraken seem to have all of the elements, including goaltending now, to be a contending team if they can bring all those elements every game. What are the issues or keys that go into being consistent? Number one, first and foremost, it's just the mentality right? It's the bringing the consistent effort, bringing the battle, bringing the 60 minute effort, whatever it is, whatever the Kraken brought tonight, it's just about bringing that consistently, right? If you have all the other elements around it, which they do, as you said, uh, with the exception of a power play, uh, it's literally just about that. It's about being able to reach a certain mindset and, and to produce a certain amount of effort on a consistent basis. And that just comes down to player mentality it comes down to to an extent the group think mentality and everybody kind of holding each other to that standard but a lot of it just comes down to individuals finding a way to motivate themselves night in night out through the grueling pressures of an 82 game season right it's unrealistic to expect that 82 games a year but if you can find a way to produce that 65 70 75 nights a year right those are the teams when they get the vast majority of their guys to find a way to motivate themselves to play that hard and that well consistently. That's what we see. That's what we see. So um, that's, that's what I would say. It's, it's more of a sports psychology issue than it is anything that would be traditional coaching or hockey related. It is just about finding ways to motivate yourself. If the team has all of those elements, if it's not a team that say, you know, kind of like the Islanders, you don't have a ton of offensive firepower. You're trying to find ways to score. Then it becomes more of a consistency issue of trying to manufacture goals. Kraken don't quite have that problem. 
on paper anyway. Uh, I think the effort thing will will lead to goals for for them and their depth. Um, let's see, Chris. I think the mascot is actually Sparky the Dragon. Also, doesn't make sense to me. I, no, it doesn't. I think you're right, right? Like this was the first time I'd ever seen that man mascot. Um, but yes, it was, uh, it was it was interesting. It was interesting. And yes, why the Islanders have a dragon? Who knows? Who knows? Oh man. Um, let's see. If they do decide to buy, who should we get? Again, the only thing worth buying realistically would be to go out there and get as big a fish as possible. A Jake Gensel level superstar point per game guy, you know, goal every other game kind of guy, because anything else who's available at the deadline, the Kraken already have an overabundance of middle six forwards. You've got four lines of them. It doesn't make sense to bring in another one. And those are traditionally some of the guys that move at the deadline and then depth defensively, you, you know, you don't need it right again. When healthy, you have seven NHL defensemen. There's just, there's just nothing really that the Kraken need to go out there and get unless it's a superstar. But again, I don't know that it makes sense to give up the assets for half a season rental of Jake Gensel if you're the Kraken and you're in this situation, because you could do that and still miss the playoffs and it would just be a massive waste. So I, I just think buying is just off the table for them. Uh, Elizabeth, thanks Dylan. Let's get you up here for the next watch party. Absolutely. I can't wait to do a watch party at flat stick. And as Jake saying, make every game a watch party, never lose again. I'm on board for that as well. Totally on board. Uh, so yes, can't wait to, to do something like that. Thanks to everybody who showed up for the watch party. If you're listening to this, you know, maybe on the way home, something like that. Thanks everybody for that. Thank you. Everybody who showed up here uh, for post game live. And especially to everybody who gave, uh, super chats. We had some fantastic super chats tonight. Want to thank all of you so much for that. Really, really appreciated. Loved being able to celebrate a Kraken win with everybody again. Get to do a dance party. Get in there with Afra. All that good stuff. I, I miss being able to do that. And here, as I as I sign off, because this is the other element that I missed too. Right? It's lemon lime Gatorade time. Right? Mm. Good stuff. Happy to have that back. Let me tell you, my body could use the electrolytes. So uh, <laughs> I am going to go and enjoy this Gatorade and we will see everybody next time.